Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the June 1st broadcast of The Unexplained World. With your host, Ed Shanahan, that's me, Annette. Hello, Annette. Hi, Ed. How are you tonight? Okay, hopefully the, the little demons don't act up as uh, they have when we were talking a little earlier with the phone <laughs> call. Yeah, and, and we also back with us tonight and going to be on a regular basis, Mercedes. Hello, Mercedes. Hello, Ed. Hello, Annette. Hi, honey. How are you tonight? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Did your son win his game? No, he lost. Oh. Yeah. But he tried hard. Yay. He did. He tried. <laughs> he even played with a bloody nose. He did. He tried really hard. Oh, what a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> what was the score of the game? Uh, it was 11-8. Not too Close. bad. That's not so bad. Yeah. yeah not was, too bad. It was, it was a nail biter the whole time. Really? <laughs> yeah. So that means no more games then for the summer, don't it? No, he's saying? got a couple more. He's got a oh, okay, more. okay. So that's cool. He's just out of that tournament, that's all. Oh, so they have tournaments then, huh? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not what you got to look forward to? I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very burnt. You have to look forward to being very burnt. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly! <laughs> burn out on sports or burnt no, by, the sun? Burnt by the sun? <laughs> I'm roasted. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, needless to say, I don't have to do that no more myself. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh wow. <laughs> That's okay. It's fun. I, I paid my dues. <laughs> Tonight's guest is Miss Sarah Sky, and um, she's the author of Through the Eyes of a Spirit Rescuer. And let's see if... Hello, Sarah, are you there? I'm here. How are you, Ed? How are Hi, you doing? Hi, Sierra. How are you? Hi, guys. How uh, are you guys? Okay, Sierra, are the... you on a speakerphone? Um, actually, I'm on my Bluetooth. Am I breaking up? No, it just sounds like a big echo chamber. It's hard to understand. Oh, okay. If there's any problem, I'll just go back to regular phone. I okay. would suggest to do that. Okay, hang on. Okay. okay. <laughs> hang on. Yeah, we hate to have her sound like she's in a tunnel, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's not even an added sound effect. Sierra uh, is a clairvoyant and a spirit rescuer. She's also a Reiki master and teacher. Can you hear me? We, oh, much you. better already. Okay, great. <laughs> Welcome, Sierra. How are you tonight? I'm good, thank you. Um, a little bit sunburned myself here in Texas. The heat has been really awful. How bad? Um, it, it's pretty bad. It, it's actually hit up into the hundreds, especially with the heat wow. index. Uh, last wow. week I was out the pool with my grandson, and I was only out there an hour and a half, and I'm going through the peeling phase now, and it was just horrible. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, well with, a, with okay, a name like... Do I? Go ahead. I was going to say, with a name like Sky, I guess you got to be careful. <laughs> That's right. Sky's always the limit, though. <laughs> hey Sierra, tonight we're gonna tonight um I do this once in a while and tonight we're gonna Annette and Mercedes have um done a little research on you on your book and what you're doing there. And so I don't believe the ladies kinda handle the show. Um, okay. Yeah, because uh I like doing that once in a while because it's as much their show as it is, you know. Uh, Understand. Yeah, so <laughs> ladies, go ahead. I will jump in. If we have any callers, callers, if you want to call in, the number is 646-915-9653. And uh, ladies, 
Go ahead. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> Get out of here, Ed. Okay. Um, Sierra, tell us. Um, I, I read here you're clairvoyant, a spirit rescuer, a Reiki master. Can you tell us a little bit about that spirit rescuer side of you? Um, spirit rescuer. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, what would you like to know? Spirit rescuer, you know, you have John Edwards and you have James Van Prague and stuff like that. And they, they actually had the spirits, once they've gone into healing and they come back out, communicate with the family. A spirit rescuer is actually one that goes in and rescues lost souls that are trapped. And what we do is we send them into healing. We go ahead and send them into the light. You have your traumatic, you know, the ones that die of a traumatic death, suicide, stuff like that. And then the ones that are just lost or afraid to go to the light, and that's where I come in. I, I actually don't go ghost hunting. I don't have to. They find me wherever I go. So that's oh. what the spirit rescuer does. We go ahead and we shoot him to the light. I work um, very close with the Archangel Michael. Beautiful. And, yeah, yeah. It's, I've been doing it about five years. Okay. So uh, Yeah, so what I did was I wrote a book about from the beginning, which was my haunting, where I was a skeptic up until five years ago. And I was in a haunted apartment, and um, I just was terrorized for months and months and had nowhere to turn, no one to talk to. You know, I, I didn't, everybody thought I was crazy, but I knew that there was something more going on. So that's when I turned to the Internet and started uh, researching through groups and stuff like that about, you know, what was going on. And then I went under a mentor that actually took me under her wing and taught me about spirit rescue. So I've actually so traveled. Were, huh? Oh, I was just going to ask, when you were, like, in your haunting, as you call it, um, it, were, was that just the spirits trying to make contact with you and it was just a difficult thing to understand or was it oh, more no. like, okay? No, 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 no. I don't know if you've ever heard of the incubus. It was actually a, a demon. It was actually a demon that, from what I understand, was sent to me. And I just didn't know what was going on. I had things lining up in my apartment. And the book explains all of this. And uh, just being terrorized, being attacked at night, I mean, it was just horrible, and I just didn't know what to do. You know, I went five months of a haunting like that. Wow. But I, We've I inter- I've interviewed other people that have similar problems as that. Oh, yeah. Do you think it, um, that the incubus was attached to you because of the fact that it was trying to stop you from the work that you do now? Um, yes, definitely, definitely. Okay. You know, I battled the dark side pretty much for five years. I, I've walked that fence line, I, you know, demons, the whole night the whole nine yards so uh yeah it, it's it's been it's been one rocky road but you know I, i've been able to get through it all and understand now you know what my gifts are you know what and my gifts are so natural that it you know i i master one and then i have another one that comes through and another one that comes through so uh it, it, it's, it's been quite a ride but at least now i know what my path is and what it is that i do when when the spirits come to you um, they find you when you're going to a haunted location? Is it the living that asks you to come to help, or how does that usually work? Well, there's different things. I can actually, you know, this is, this is bad because I can actually go to a CC's Pizza, and if there's, there's spirits around, then the spirits are automatically going to find me. They don't attach to me, but they find me. I mean, I, can, I, I do I go in and I clean a lot of houses. I get calls from people, especially in the Fort Worth Burleson area, where I actually go in and clear the houses of the spirits that are there, the bad ones. So um, I use the Archangel Michael and do a negative prayer and um, just go in, go in, make it simple, get in, and get out. And go ahead and clear the house as well. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I can go to a cemetery, I, and I don't even have to leave my home to do it. I can do it, you know, just from having uh, a picture of the house, um, their name, and their permission. I can do it straight from wherever I'm at. So okay. it's pretty amazing thing. So if a family is troubled in a haunted location, they can call you and ask you to clear it from your place. Exactly. Or I can actually do a hands-on thing where me and my team, I have a team as well, that can go, that we go out and we do this. We can do on hands. We can do it from the Internet. We can do it from the phone. We can pretty much do it from wherever. Wow, that's great. Um, is there a fee for doing something like that, or do you just do it because it's the right thing to do? 
I do it. I do it because I want to help people. I don't want anybody to go through what I had to go through. Okay, I mean, sure. you know, so there's no fee for me whatsoever. If somebody needs my help, then, you know, I just go in. They get a hold of me, and I go in, and I just handle it. Awesome. You know, we have quite a few listeners. Do you mind telling people in case somebody is out there who needs help like this? Do you mind telling them how to get a hold of you? Sure. I have a couple of websites. Um, one of them is uh, www.spiritrescuers.org, and that's one of our main websites. And then I also have another one, which um, I actually have EVPs from my last investigation on um, my website, which is www spiritrescue.webs.com and they can just go and listen to the EVPs that are loaded up. Okay, we do have a we do have a caller, ladies. So, um, okay. you want to take a call? You please, I think so. How about you, Sierra? I'm in. <laughs> okay. Sadie, oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay, okay, jump in, kid. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, cut me off. Caller from five eight zero. Caller from five eight zero. Are you there? Let's see. Hello. Five eight zero. Hello. Hello. Five eight zero, you there? Let's try again one more time. Okay. We're looking for you, caller. We're okay. trying to get on the line. Five eight zero, Erico, you there? Hello. I'm here. Yeah, you're gonna hello. Have to hear. hello. Tell us your name. A little feedback from your computer. You're gonna to have to turn that down. Uh, okay. Looks like looks like real talk show for you. Turn the computer down. <laughs> There's a little delay, yeah. It makes yeah, it weird. Yeah. Yeah. What's, hey, what's your name? Your, I, I, I go by the name of Cowboy. I'm oh, from Oklahoma. Cowboy. Okay. How are you guys doing tonight? We're fine. How are, Hi, you? How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I had a question I wanted to ask Sierra. Uh, I wanted to know what she considered to be her most rewarding experience uh, in Spirit Rescue. Wow. That, that's a tough one, Cowboy, because, you know, I've done so many. I, I handle a lot of children that are lost, that need to go into the light. And I think that is probably my most rewarding experience is being able to connect them with their family that's waiting on the other side, most definitely. I I can see how that would be. Yeah. The kids are just great. Sounds like a very, very fascinating uh, field. Uh, I've always been fascinated by the spirit world, and I'm on your spirit rescue group, and I've learned a lot. Well, thank you, and thank you for calling. I'm going to let somebody else call right, in now. I don't you. want to take up the air, airways. Thank you. All right, sir. Thanks, Cowboy. Thank you thank for calling. Cowboy. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Mercedes, do you have any questions for Sierra tonight? Um, yes, I do. I have a question. Um, do spirits come to you and ask you for help, or do like you just find them? Or, I mean, no. Do um, they ever come well, to you and ask you for help? Like I said, yes, usually wherever I go, I mean, this is wherever I go, um, they they find me. They just come to me. I've had them actually line up. And most of the time they go through my guides okay. to uh, to get to me, my spirit guides. But I, I feel them, you know, I, I sense them. I, I see the flashes of light. I've actually caught some apparitions on film that goes all through my book as well. I have pictures that, you know, validate. Cause it's all about validating in the paranormal world that validate each one of my stories that are in my book. So, you know, they they just, they find me. It doesn't matter where I go. Hmm. Was I it after get the go ahead. Was it after the haunting, Sierra, and then you, you came to grips with that and got a good handle on it? Was it right after that that the spirit started to find you in that manner? You know or what? Maybe from childhood, was it always there, but it just came to light then, or... Exactly. I think that's what it was because I, I'm a twin. I'm a Gemini twin as well. My birthday's oh. June 10th. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and the funny thing is, is that I had I'm, I was born in England, and I have um, the twin aunts that had a, a, a what do you call it um, where dead people are mortuary type thing. One of the morgues, and that's what yeah. they they had a funeral parlor. So when I was told this, I was like, oh my gosh. Paranormal's been around me all my life. No wonder I'm this way. You know, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say that it probably did because I know that my twin, which is a boy, I know that he sees into the future. You know, he's not like, not a whole lot like me. His gifts are completely different, but he sees into the future. He can tell you what's going to happen, this, that, and the other. So I think, hey, we must have split something down there somewhere. 
but I think it does go back to um to uh you know being British and um, my life and my parents' life, et cetera. My father's the same way. It was just me. I never believed in it. I've always seen stuff out of the corner of my eye, you know, and had to look back and say, "Whoa, did I actually see that?" But I never really thought about it. I always just, you know, just passed it off as something else until my haunting. Then when I went through five months in my apartment and went through everything I went through, I went to the Internet, which was uh, the Paranormal Research Society was one of them. I went through there and started, you know, learning and asking people and this, that, and the other. And it was like, well, maybe this did go back. But from what, you know, from what, the, from what I know, it was actually the dark side that actually found me and tried getting me over to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And almost one, I mean, almost one, but, you know, I finally got my way back out and into the light side, and I really tried to stay in the light with whatever I do. Like I said, I run, um, Cowboy said, the Spirit Rescue Group. I run that. I created that, a place for everybody of all paths to come to, to learn for it, from each other, because I believe that, you know, all paths kind of go together in one way or another. Sure. So, um, yeah. Mercedes, you want to ask the question that's on chat right now? Um, I my chat went down. Did it? I'm oh. trying to get it back to up. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll throw it out there. Uh, the person on chat would like to know why they come to you. Because I'm seen as the light. I am seen when you, you got to look at it like this, and this is what I've learned. When a spirit is trapped in the dark, and they've been trapped in the dark for so long, we're called light workers spirit rescuers. I mean, there's so many different names that people call it. But they're actually, I'm seen as a beacon of light, and therefore they're attracted to the light. They go to the light. And then they go through me, and I send them on up through the angels. Actually, with uh, Archangel Michael, I work with a lot. Okay, we have another. We have another caller. Let's see if we get him on. Caller from 580. Hello. Hi. Hi. Good evening. Where are we talking to? This is uh, Rexine from Oklahoma. How okay, are you hello. guys tonight? Good. We're doing fine. Good. How are you? I have a question for Sierra. Okay, shoot. Um, I would like to know, hun, why you wrote the book. Well, you know, that is a very good question. I'm glad that one of the listeners asked me this. I wrote the book because I, I wanted to get my story out there so people that went are going through what I went through and they they have nowhere to turn i didn't want them to go through the months and the months of of what i went through i wanted to put my book out there and let them know that there is help out there they're not alone they're not crazy this is actually going on and through my story and through i mean my book is actual accounts of from all over the united states and spirit rescue from where my haunting started all the way to where i am now with my team so I, people just need, they need to know. They need to know. And, you know, paranormal is, it is, it's just, it, it's just out there so much more. I mean, if you would have looked at the paranormal 10 years ago, as to the paranormal now, TV shows, everything else, you know, people are curious, but because if they're going through the haunting, and I've had a lot of people that have gone through the same thing as me, I want them to know that there is help out there. Period. They're not crazy. This is happening. So. And that's why I wrote the book. I just wanted to let people know that, hey, this is going on. Somebody's got to tell it, and who better to tell it than somebody that actually went through all the events that I went through. And how brave you are to be able to talk about it, because I'm sure so many people, family, friends, went, "Uh uh-uh, Sierra, you're nuts, (laughs) while it was happening to you. Oh, sure. You know, know, what's funny is um, I actually got sent home for sleep deprivation from my job. Because I was reading people. I was telling them what was going on in their life. Sure, I was getting them confused with other people because so many messages were coming through. But, you know, my boss sent me home. She said, she's nuts. So I actually took a week off of work. And, um, you know, I slept 16 hours. I wake up and the same thing would happen. I slept again. The same thing would happen. So I knew that there was more to it than just the sleep deprivation. And, you know, that's the first thing people say is, oh, she's crazy. You know what? But I overcame all that and I, to where I am now. And I'm not crazy. I'm not, I don't take any medication or anything. You know, it's just there's people out there like this, and it's getting more and more and more involved. There are more people. And I'm actually taking people um, 
that are like me, and I'm teaching them about spirit rescue. And, but I'm teaching them the way that I learned spirit rescue. Because I had a wonderful mentor, uh, Amma Nazra. She, she took me under her wing, and she just, um, she just, she just taught me some, the haunting all the way through. And there's been nights where I was so scared they felt like something was in my stomach just crawling around in circles. Lights would go off, lights would go on. Now, I still get messed with a little bit as far as, you know, uh, stuff going missing, but that's just them letting me know that they're there. Yeah. So it's hard. You know, my book's going to be controversy just because society says, hey, this doesn't happen. But you know what? It does happen, and it needs to be told. And that's pretty much the bottom line. Thank you. Awesome answer. I can't wait to read your book. Love you, hon. I love you, too. Have a good night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Sierra, would you say that there are certain degrees of separation between different kinds of spirits? I mean, here we're talking about demons, and then we have those that are longing to go to the light, some that probably don't want to go, some that don't recognize it. Can you tell us like, what you think about all that? Well, I think that, um, I, I'll tell you, like traumatic, let's take suicide. Let's say that somebody committed suicide, okay? Okay. They come, they come across as a negative energy, and it's because of the frustration. It's because of the anger. It's because of, they don't know. So naturally, a lot of people are going to feel the heaviness and the weight of a negative energy and immediately associate that with the demon. Well, that's not always the case. Sure, there are demons there that ascend just to knock you back when you're in the light, to knock you back to the dark, but that's not really how it goes. You know, okay. so you're de- you've got your demons, yeah, you know, but your demons doesn't mean to say because negative energy because they're confused or because they're, they're trapped means mm-hmm. to say that they're necessarily a demon. It's just like you do have some spirits that are just lost, that can't find their way. You know, or they have the unfinished business that, you know, you, you need to kind of help them along. Suicide, another suicide again. I, I let them know, hey, you know, everybody's going to be judged. It's okay to go to the light. I tell them, you know, there are circumstances that lead up to a person committing suicide, whether it's a family talking bad about them, a girlfriend, and at the time they didn't really mean to take their life. So, therefore, they're angry, they're frustrated, and they won't go to the light because of the fear that because it's a suicide, that God's not going to let them through. You see what I'm saying? So there are some that you actually got to push, you know, but working with children, children are the best because I get children that come up to me and they, they hug my pants leg or, you know, they just hold on and, and they climb up in my lap and, and I rock them and I let them hang with me for the day, you know, to where they trust me, they see what I do. And those are the easiest to send to the light because they're ready. They just want to know they want to trust you. You know, they see the angels around. They get ready for their flight, and they head to the light. So actually, you know, it's it's different between different spirits. You know, okay. some you got to push, some just are ready to go, and then some you got to say, hey, let's work through this. Okay. So there's, um, there's, a, there's a question on our chat board. Um, it says, what do you feel or see when spirits come to you? What do I feel or see? Perfect example. Okay, I used to see dark. I went through with my apartment, okay, everything that I associated up until two years ago, I associated as a demon because that was what I went through with the demonic, the the negative, all that. So it took me two years to turn this thing around and say, whoa, everything, you know, doesn't mean that everybody that comes to me is a demon. It took me a long time to get over that. Finally, I realized, one, that most of the time I feel them. I sense them. I ask. I know where they're at. I'm an automatic writer. You know, I, I can ask questions and get my answers just through automatic writing, and I validate through some of my team members. Mm-hmm. So they come to me in different forms. I see shade, you know, I see flashes of purple. I, you know, there's different things that I see, but I sense, I, I sense, my sense is really good. My sight is, I do see them, but I prefer not to only because of what I've been through. You know, because I, I said five years ago, hey, you know, if, if a demon's in front of me, I don't want to see you. If the spirits are, don't materialize because I will go the other direction because I was terrified that bad. Well, now I'm turning it around. But most of the time I get pushed, I get poked, I get tripped, you know, any way that they can get my attention. 
I get kids hey, we're here, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just any way that they can get my attention, but I can feel them. I can walk into a house or I can walk up to a house and say, there, that's exactly where it is. And I can go in, I say, it's in this room, and they'll be like, how did you know that? We didn't even tell you. The, the investigation my team's working on now is in Cartersville, Texas, and um, it's like one of the top ten paranormal places in Texas. And that's where our EVPs that we got from. When walking in there, you can I, you can actually get some apparitions starting to form just by asking them. But they want they wanted our help. You know, they um, the EVPs and the little kids. It's a church and a tabernacle. Actually, what we're investigating. So they come to you just in different forms. You know, sometimes it's a whisper in your ear. Uh-huh. But I validate most of mine through my automatic writing by asking, you know, who is this, and then validating it. I have a, a great, great team. Um, Marley, she reads through pictures. I send her pictures. She goes back into their time. I tell her what I'm getting. She goes in and she validates for me. So, um, I'm going to have to cut in here for a second and leave the listeners know that um, the switchboard here has frozen. And me, I'm not going to play around with it because I don't want to, you know, put the show off the air. So if people have questions, Mercedes and I are watching the uh, chat. I don't know if that is, but um, feel free to ask the questions on the chat board because, um, you know, I just don't want to take the chance. So uh, i got to watch the clock by hand with my watch, too. That's how it falls up, and it's still oh, uh, So, yeah. So uh, um, I'm happy I'm doing what I'm doing tonight because I'm basically running control. So, uh, ladies, I just want to leave the listeners know the situation right now. So feel free to ask on the chat board. That doesn't seem like it's being affected. So we'll just uh, go with questions from there. Okay? Okay. Sierra, um, I, I know that spirit rescue seems more prevalent, you know, in modern times now. Um, for all those centuries before, um, I know there were probably some out there, but when a spirit was, oh, lost or stalled, um, how was it? I mean, do you think it was God's plan that that happened to them or that they um, there was some other means that they could be released to the light, other than a human helping them? Do you know what I mean? What do you think about that, the before the spirit rescuer surge? That, you know, that's a good question, because I can tell you that, that a lot of spirits that I've rescued go back to the 1800s. They go yeah. back to, like, 1850, and they've been lost in the light all this time. So I'm not, I, I'm not really sure how to answer that, because I, I wasn't back in those times. Surely there are people out there because, you know, the, the world would be congested with spirits. If, you yeah. know, even back then, if somebody, if somebody didn't uh, send them to the line, you know, I, I, that, and that's the way I look at it. If it wasn't for spirit rescuers now, past, way in the past, this world would be congested. A spirit rescuers would never get any time off because we'd constantly <laughs> be rescuing spirits. So I don't know. I don't know how that would affect. I've never really thought about it, but I sure will research it. Yeah, you know, so many, you know, a million years ago, I mean, this has to have been going on for all time, I would think, you know. I'm just Um, curious before humans gave a hand. Yeah. I have a question um, from the chat room. It says, have any spirits ever tried to harm you? Oh, yeah. That's that's where my whole haunting began. My, it actually began with the incubus. Do you know what an incubus is or a succubus? Uh-huh. Do you, you guys know what that is, right? Well, I've heard I of went, a succubus is like a female one. Incubus is a male. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That attacks you. And I'm not talking just attacks you with a slap in the face. I'm talking actually sexually attacks you. Yeah. I went through this over and over and over it's almost like the entity, but it wasn't the far as being thrown up against the wall or the bruises or anything like that. I had a few scratches on me. It wasn't anything like that. But it was an attack that I went for three years being attacked at night after night. And that's where I kept saying everything that I associated, angels, spirits, I associated with an incubus because I was attacked for three years that way. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, my my book is is my book is just wow. 
and I'm, you know, I've read it because I wrote it, but it's like, wow. It's like okay, coming out of the closet. Type I'm going to cut in right now. Our switchboard has kicked in. Uh, we got, we're at the 30 minute mark. We got a caller, caller. Just wait for about two minutes as I'm going to take this time, Sierra, and read what we have upcoming uh, for myself, the unexplained world, etc. So, um, <clears throat> Okay, ladies, I'm going to do that right now. Annette, do you okay. have the information for what you, you're going to be involved in with you? Because if you yes. don't, I do. Okay. Yes, yes, I do. All right. <laughs> um, Tomorrow night, Monday, good. I'll go, oh. I'll remind by, you know, as dates go by. Monday night, June 2nd, 6 to 9 p.m., I will be doing readings at Champs in Burbank, Illinois. It's 6501 West 79th Street in Burbank. Uh, no set fee, just a gift offering of your choice. I will be doing the palm readings psychometry one-on-one, and readings of items of loved ones who have passed away. Remember to bring the items with you. Then Friday the 13th, uh, the only, this will be the only Friday the 13th in 2008, and it will be a party at the Weathermark at 1503 South Michigan Avenue in Chicago, right outside of downtown Chicago. Enjoy the dining menu of Chef Jake. Joining me on this night doing readings will be Leah Mueller, a, an astrologer and tarot reader, and she has been at some of my psychic fairs in the past. Other mystic vendors will be available f- for consultations, and that's usually there, but she's got other obligations on this night. Uh, this is a great place to. that's right outside of downtown Chicago, and I've been there for at least, I'd say, two years now, and the Friday the 13th. Um, it's a great place to go and get a reading. Oh, they're so well organized, and the gal who runs it is fabulous. It's yes, a great place yeah. to go for a fair. Yeah, and they have food and uh, nice, nice, oh. nice, nice group of people too. I think and I would agree. I was so impressed. It was very nice. Yeah. So uh, I'll be out there on Friday the thirteenth, and then for the paranormal dates, Beyond the Veil with Arsa Bielski, Chicago's top paranormal author, and myself. We'll take you to a location that is just ours for an overnight stay in a haunted location that has had at least 100 deaths, the emotions and the forgotten souls of an abandoned mental institution, the Ashmore Estates in Ashmore, Illinois. Ursula will be assisting all who come out with her investigation knowledge. I will be using my feeler abilities along with doing my circle of energy there. With having on my left side in the circle of energy will be Mercedes, who is our co-host with us tonight, who will be assisting me with the circle of energy. And uh, I found out her abilities when we were at the Velisca ex-murder house, uh, what was it, about a month ago already, Mercedes? Yeah, Yeah, it's been a month. Yeah, wow. This will be unique for me and somewhat wondering what I will be walking into at this location because of the energy of the emotions left there by those who had suffered there throughout the years and what was done to them and the number of people who have died there. For more details, go to the unexplainedworld.com website in the events section, and they'll give you uh, the details there. Uh, Thurs, well, Annette, you're next with your little event coming up. Okay, that's June the 21st. And that's going to be, uh, it's the heart of the Morgan Community Interfaith Temple um, Celebration of Spirit, Unity, and Harmony. Uh, So it's like a little festival that we put on. And that's going to be in Willow Springs Woods Forest Preserve Grove Number 1. That's at Flavin Road, just east of Archer Avenue. Um, You can join in all the fun for just bringing a dish to pass. And there are going to be readers and vendors and workshops and Oh, this this group of people is a lot of fun. They're really nice. It's a great way to spend your summer solstice with the interfaith community. So pagans, alternative thinkers, all welcome. Please come enjoy enjoy yourself for a nice day. We'll be there from 11 o'clock in the morning until dusk. And I heard they're going to have 13 readers there, and uh, Annette will be there. And it looks I'll like be there. I won't be reading night. that day. I'll just be enjoying myself. Yeah. <laughs> Mercedes and I are planning on stopping there before we go out to uh, Ashmore Estates. That's still a plan, right, Mercedes? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, July 10th, welcome to the Unexplained World, held at the Burbank Park District 
at 8050 South Newcastle in Burbank, Illinois. I will be discussing the paranormal and what I do. Also, LAPS investigation team will be there to talk about their tools, etc. Um, go to our website to get more information. We are also trying to arrange a cemetery that I've been allowed to in the past to go into at night. And I'm not going to say the name. Uh, because I keep it to myself, uh, but we're gonna. It's we get the permission by the cemetery and the police department in the area. So that's basically what you know what we have uh, scheduled uh, for a bunch of paranormal stuff. Go to theunexplainedworld.com, and eventually we'll have Mercedes picture up there. Eventually. And uh, <laughs> eventually, eventually, we plan on taking it next Saturday, hopefully, um, as I tag up with. Indiana Ghost Trackers, and this past Saturday I was with Kenosha Paranormal Investigators as they came down here to go to Bachelors Grove Cemetery, and they were more, you know, so I took them to where it was a little bit more active, and that was in the satanic area where they, during the 70s and 80s, they used to do satanic type of worshiping. Okay, I think that's about it as far as... uh, uh, the reading, we went three minutes instead of two. So, uh, okay. Ladies, it's all yours again. Um, there was some stuff on the website. Um, let me see. Find it now. Someone said hello to Sierra. I can't find it now. Ed, can you find it? Let's see. Uh, yes, it's Carol Riley Kane from South Texas wishes her all the best with her new book. Right. How's that? And, uh, <laughs> and, when was the book released, dear? When was that book released? Uh, actually, it's not released. I got another uh, interview on um, the 3rd of June with uh, Paranormal Palace, and then it'd be released June 10th. So oh, we On your birthday? <laughs> On my birthday, yes. <laughs> Happy birthday. Won't that be fun? Cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. My birthday is the 11th. It's going to be a pretty busy week for me after the Yeah, start. Mercedes' birthday is the 11th. Yep. And, oh, uh, well, happy birthday. Thanks. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> thank you. She's going to be uh, partying Friday night, I think she said, right? Yeah, on the 6th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, city or state of Indiana, watch out. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sierra, can you tell me? Um, I know it seems like from what you've described, some of the ritual portion of the crossing itself is different from entity to entity. But can you give give us just a, like maybe a little rundown of, you know, the timeline and the kinds of things that you do, you know, the bell, book, and candle of it all. Well, actually, the, the the timeline, let me see if I get this right. The timeline on my book, are you asking me about my book? Oh, I'm asking, asking about, um, about when, you're actually, when you're actually crossing a spirit over. Um, yes, okay. Could okay. it take a month? Does it take 10 minutes? I'm just kind of looking for, you know, I know they're probably all a little bit different from each other. But just to actually, give the, the listener a common idea. Okay, let's say a spirit's ready to go to the light, especially with okay, children, yeah. they're ready. Um, sure. It takes a split second to do it. All it oh. takes is for me to call on the Archangel Michael. And remember, Archangel Michael stands behind your right shoulder. Yes. He's always there. If you have a question or if you need his assistance, he's there. So for a child, it takes me just a split second to do. Now, I have, have had other rescues where it's actually taken me a month to okay. uh, actually spend the, send the spirit off. Because, you know, like I said, some of them come with problems. Some of them don't know, you know, where they're going, what they're doing, and you have to find out the reason why they're being held back. So if you had the ones that have unfinished business, have something to do with the family, or is just afraid to go to life, then that's going to take a little longer than your, your average spirit rescue. I deal mainly with children. So for me, it, it's just a matter of seconds to uh, get them into life. But like I said, you know, I, I like for the child to trust me. They've been in the dark for so long. If you're talking spirits back in the 1800s, you're talking a hundred and something years later. You mm-hmm. know, so so with them, I tend like the young ones. I deal with three-year-olds, 
four-year-olds, you know, and it's not necessarily treating them to healing because they're, they're still at the stage in their life where they're not going to be accountable for their sins. So for them, it's being shot straight up, family's waiting on the other side, and they're immediately, um, you know, with family. And the funny thing is, the great thing about spirit rescuing and the rewards, which I should have told Cowboy, is while a spirit is in healing, they can hear you. You can still talk to them because you're the one that sent them to the light. So they can you still have that connection with them. And most of the time when they come out of healing, a spirit will just as soon come back and tell you thank you. So, you know, it, it depends. It can be a split second or it could take a month. I've been working on the Carterville investigation where my team and I were called in, and um, we've been going at it for a month, but we're rescuing more than one spirit. So, you know, I go in, I rescue a spirit and who, who I'm, I'm going in to get, and then uh, the next time, you know, there's another spirit that's been hollering at me for three weeks now. So, you know, I, I go in, I rescue that one. Sometimes you can do a mass one. It really just depends on the spirit and what, what the situation is. So for a timeline, I can say anywhere from a month to ten minutes. Okay. It just depends. Okay. We have another caller, 817. I promised them... Uh... They'd be on here. Hello, 817, you there? 817, you there? Huh. Oh, too bad. Uh, it's showing up that they should be on here, but um, maybe they're just listening. It's maybe they're just listening. 817, okay. if you can, try to call back. Maybe we'll just begin another yeah. hookup with a new line. Okay. Let's go. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Sierra, I had a question. Um what does it actually mean that when a spirit is in healing? What, what it means in healing, they go through a life review is what they're actually doing. They're going through the things in their life that they did in their life, and they're reviewing it. And they stay in healing until they have the understanding of what, what happened, what went wrong. So a spirit can actually, depending on what their life is all about, can be in healing. The length of the healing could be a day. It could take months, it can take years, but you've got to understand this. When you're looking at the other side, there is no time for them. Right. Time just keeps going on. So for us, you know, we're going, okay, a 24-hour period for us, to them, is nothing. You know, they have no, no aspect of time when they're in healing. But it can take them depending on the circumstance in their life review. Now, I would say for, let's say for a, a teenager, Okay, it, the healing would be quicker than somebody that um, was a bank robber or spent their life robbing banks or, or spent their life doing other things. They have to come to that term while they're in healing. They have to actually understand it, connect with it before they can come out of healing. So, it, you know, it depends. Some can be in there for 10 minutes. Again, some can be in there, you know, for years and years and years. But to them, time is no limit because they don't have the concept of time like we do. Uh-huh. So to them, it doesn't really matter. But sure, I would want to go to healing, and I would want to come back out pretty quick, I think, and be reunited with my family and friends. Because once you're out of healing, you can go wherever you want to. It's like the Carterville investigation. You know, this place is just crawling with spirits, but most of them are spirits that come back to a happier time. They want to be there. You know, a lot of it is uh, the residue energy, the over and over and over again type stuff. So, but, you know, healing, it just, it just depends on what their life is all about as to how long they're going to stay in the healing before they come back. Do I have an audience out here? <laughs> I have an audience with me, too. <laughs> so what would, you, what would your opinion be about reincarnation, Sierra? Reincarnation, okay, I've never really thought about reincarnation, but I would have to say that I believe in reincarnation. I believe that, you know, people, you know, you talk about past lives, and I'm not a professional on past lives. Sure, no, yeah. But, you know, people have past lives over and over and over again. Uh, the person that I'm with, we've had a couple of past lives together and 26 children together before we hooked up in this one. So that would tell me, yes, reincarnation does very well exist. You incarnate. Mm. Okay, know. we got... Our caller from eight one seven is here. Let's try him. Are you eight one seven nine one seven? Hello. Hello. Eight one seven nine one seven. I hear the feedback. 
Hello. Two seconds. Yes. You're going to have to turn down your computer. Hello. There's a delay. Yeah, there's a delay. Oh, you got me. Yes, yes. We've had you. <laughs> yeah, you I wanted to ask Sierra if uh, of all of her spirit rescues, which one would be her favorite? Out of all of my spirit rescues. Are we talking location or are we talking spirit? Because I've been all the way to Alaska. And location, that would be my favorite spirit rescue. But as far as spirit I'm talking rescue, spirits. Okay, well, if you're talking spirits, I would have to say Thurber, Texas. Um, the reason why is because it's children. I, it's mostly children, and that was my first. That was my first ever spirit rescue. And it, it tends to hold a, a big place in my heart. Even today, I still go out to cool. Thurber, Texas. So, yeah. Favorite place okay. that I visited was Alaska. Okay, one seven was there. He's on delay, so um, he's listening to his computer, I believe, for the answer. Thank you for calling. And anybody else who wants to call, still got a few minutes at six four six nine one five nine six five three. Go ahead. Now, I I heard you, Sierra, say that you, um, when someone goes through their healing, they can come back and say thank you, or they can come back yes. to a place that was positive for them. So you yes. you. You must run into spirits or know of them that want to be where they're at. Definitely. I run into that all the time. And okay. like I said, the Cartersville investigation is the top, one of the top ten most haunted places here in Texas. And it's 30 minutes from me. And I had another team call me in there because they were picking up EVPs and stuff like that. And um, they were being communicated with, but they didn't know how to send them to the light. But a lot of it is like the the little house on the prairie type days, you know, wagons, cowboys, families at a church gathering that are outside having a picnic. And, you know, they just come back because that's the place that they love. And, you know, we have one spirit that's Esther, and um, she is actually one, she was actually a uh, deacon's wife and um, actually taught the children in the church. And it's constant, a constant spirit that stays there. She doesn't like investigators going out there. I'm not the only investigative team that goes out there. There's also a couple more in the Dallas area that does the same thing. So she gets really frustrated when she's out there, but she's out there by choice because, you know, she wants to be. You too. You guys take care. So, um, you know, a a lot of spirits do go back to where they're the most comfortable. They don't. Very interesting. It is interesting, you know, and like I said, the wonderful thing about being a spirit rescuer is when the spirit goes to healing and you help them, you know, you, you get to thank you. You get where they come back and they say thank you, and you still have that direct line with the family. I mean, I rescued a family in a white settlement, Texas, which was taken over by the Indians, but that's a whole other book, you know, where the little Indian boy was in my house and was being terrorized by demons. So but that's a whole other book. You know, we finally got him into the light and actually rescued his mother and his father. And his brother and sister were already in the light. And now they're all together. And you had that direct contact. If I need one, I call him. You know, or I know when they're around because I know their, their energy signatures. You know, I can tell the difference between one I've rescued and one I haven't. So, um, yeah, it's just an amazing, amazing thing. And, you know, more and more people are actually becoming spirit rescuers. But first, sure, it's like, yeah. what's, what's a spirit rescuer? But, you know, again, if it wasn't for spirit rescuers, this earth would be congested with spirits. Hmm. You know, and that's the thing I have a hard time understanding is, you know, I know I'm fixing to go off the air, is um, like me being attacked. Well, I was sensitive. I felt it. But can you imagine all the people in this world that aren't feeling that and are going through the exact same thing? That yeah. bothers me. That's another reason why I wrote my book. Sierra, you know. if, if you have a spirit that doesn't want to go into the light or wants to stay here, do you, like, send them anyway, or do you just leave them alone? Um, I've actually left some alone, but I try to send them all because regardless, all of them need to go into the light. All of them need to go into healing. But you get those ones that don't want to go into the light. So... I usually just ask Archangel Michael just to take him or leave him. I leave it up to him whether the spirit should go or not because that's not really my call. Mm. 
I can tell you this, that it's, it's, and, and Anna taught me this, is it's, it's, it's not healthy for a spirit to stay on this earth without going into healing first. It not only makes the spirit sicker, but it also makes the person that the spirit's in the home with sick as well. Uh-huh. So, you know, so most of them, I would say, send them to the light, but not all of them will go. Okay. Sarah, Sarah, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. If there is other people who are, you know, deal with spirits and that, and they may not agree with 100% of what you're saying, how do you handle that? Let them debunk me. Uh, you know, they can debunk. You know, everybody has their own opinion. It's society that we are the way that we are. I'm not saying are. society. I'm not. No, 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 no. Please, let's start over. Okay. I'm saying other proven people who deal with spirits on a psychic level, uh, abilities, feelers, rescuers, you know, not rescuers, but feelers and that. If they, do you just take it as their personal opinion and just leave it go with that? Or do you, you know, how do you handle that if they don't, you know, 100% agree with? Then that's, that's their personal opinion. You can't change anybody's mind, but I will tell you that I validate everything that I do. How and would you do that? How would you do that? How do I do that? Consider, let me explain. Let me okay. ask. Considering it's a spirit, considering that basically you're the only one that would kind of come in, you know, have the ability out of the group of people there, how would you validate that? Uh, probably through my EVPs. Okay. would be the best thing that I could validate it. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. That's a tough question because, you know, people just, I don't know. Some believe you, some don't, and it's up to them whether they believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Because I've I've read a lot of uh, near-death experience accounts, and I never come across, you know, uh, anybody that, you know, has come back and said that, you know, they were lost or didn't know they were dead in it. Um, so I'm, you know, and I'm, so I'm just asking you from the point of view of somebody, you know, or others who may, you know, ask the same question. And uh, that's all I'm doing from this end, you know. So. Yeah, it would be up to the uh, individual, I think, you mm-hmm. know, how they perceive things and stuff. Now, if you have somebody like me that's been through a haunting or been through being terrorized, then naturally we're going to say, we've been there, we've done it, this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. But I really think that people actually have to go th- go through something like this for them to actually believe it. Okay, I was it was just a question thrown out there. Okay. Yeah. That's probably just about anything that we talk yeah. about or anyone who we talk to. <laughs> All of these unexplained things, you know. Be it Ed, be it Annette, be it Marce- you know, Annette doing oh. past life, I doing what you know, um, because I pretty much when it comes to doing the readings with the items of loved ones who passed away, I better hit and, you know, like I did the one time, what they actually put in the dad's coffin before they buried him. So, you know. Okay, now I will say I, this. When I, when I went to Carterville, mm-hmm. I was called out but told nothing. Told nothing about the spirits. Told nothing. About, I didn't even know the location. And mm-hmm. when I was on the way there, I actually got the little girl's name that was on their EVPs without knowing anything about it. I could actually mm-hmm. tell them the range, tell them the name of some other spirits that were around without knowing anything. And that's how I prefer to do things, is not to know, not to know any history, yeah. not to know anything. Go in there and tell them what I get. So, and there you go. I should have said that too. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand. Yeah, that's the best way yeah. to go. Yeah. 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 You know, go in blind. You know, because if you go in knowing, then you know you're not you're gonna get interference somewhere along the line. If you go in not knowing anything and you're be, being able, like you said, you knew what was inside the coffin, and that's like whoa. You know? Oh yeah, that's um, there was yeah. people standing behind us that said uh, that's enough. We don't want here no more. You know. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and uh, Mercedes was there when we were at the Velisca house, and uh, when we went in the attic after I hit my head, right, Mercedes? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was I was being attacked by myself that night. Um, yeah. You know, I was able to, not knowing what happened to one of the children in their house, one of the little girls, um, 
and told Mercedes what happened, and she verified the facts. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, she's very good too at you know picking up the spirits. So, yeah, we got about four minutes left. There's um, a question from the chat room. Um, it says, do you do private houses through distance, and are you able to take care of it right away? Yes. Okay. Yes. I always, uh, one, I always make time. If somebody needs my help, I, I'll drop anything, everything to help a person. So, yes, I can take care of it right away. Like I said, all I need is a picture, the location, uh, preferably the name, the age of the spirit that might be there, and their permission. It's always important, with no matter what you do, that you get permission from the individual first. Why would so, that yeah, be? Why would that be? Well, I, it, it's just the way that it is. It's just that you have, even with Reiki. If, if you send Reiki to someone, you can't just send it out to heal. Oh, you mean you mean the living person? You mean the living? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. like clearing the house. She's kind of psychically being vain otherwise. Yeah. Uh, okay. The living spirit. The living. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sierra, tell us the best way for the listener to get their hands on the book as soon as it's released on June the 10th. Um, probably through my website. We have it set up for uh, PayPal. And they can okay. go in and go through PayPal and it just take a few weeks for us to get it shipped to them. And it'll come with an autograph and a Spirit Rescuer 2012 sticker through my Spirit Rescue site. And Would you give you us that website again? again? Um, the www. Well, for for the PayPal, it's www.spiritrescuers.org or or through my Spirit Rescue site on name. Either of those three places, you can get the book once it's released. Terrific. Great. See any more questions, Mercedes? Um, there's one on the website. It says, how did your recent spirit rescue go? Oh, how did my spirit rescue go last week? It went great. Again, um, we were 42 seconds into the investigation. We automatically picked up the EVP, which is Esther, the one that I told you about. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually went in and we rescued a little boy this time. He was six years old, and um, he was in the corner. I'd seen him in the corner like three weeks previous. And uh, finally, I, to end my chapter in my book, I ended it with the Cartersville investigation, which is an on, ongoing investigation. So I had to go back and rescue this child to finish my book. So it went great. And we're going back out there here in a couple of weeks, too, for a nighttime one where we set up the infrared cameras and the EVPs and do all of that. We actually did really well through another member of my team. We took toys out to this, in this particular location, baby dolls, balls. Um, jacks, marbles, stuff like that, and we just actually laid it out. And um, some of my team actually saw the ball move. I was outside in the tabernacle when it happened, but the ball actually moved. There was two people that saw it. So um, toys for anybody that's gonna, that wants to go in there and try to get EVPs might want to think about, especially if children are involved, to take some toys with them. I tend to tell stories, you know, uh, kid stories and stuff like that too. So. Okay. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for being on, and um, we got about a minute left. I'll spend a chat with uh, Annette and Mercedes. Thank you very thank much you, for Sierra. being on tonight. Very enlightening. Thank okay. you, and thank you for having me too. No, oh, best wishes with the release of the book, and happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you, you too. Yep. <laughs> happy birthday. Bye bye. Good night. Very interesting, ladies, huh? Oh, wonderful. Sorry, Mercedes, um, I hogged the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a, a mental roll. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, on our next broadcast, which will be uh, June 15th, uh, Mercedes, we only got a minute left. Mercedes, June 15th, Mercedes and Annette, and I will have open lines, open minds. So uh, uh, listeners, and we got 20, at least 20 on the chat board tonight, uh, feel free to come call in. Throw any topic that you want at us. We'll do our best. And uh, that's about it for then. And uh, ladies, we got about 50 seconds left. Thank you very much for tonight. You did an excellent job, both of you. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Mercedes, I'll give you a call tomorrow or so. And then I'll call you right after the show. How's that sound? All okay. right. Thank you, listeners, for calling in tonight. That was great to have some guests. Yes, thank Thanks you very everybody much. everybody in the chat room. Okay, good night all, and thank you very much.
Blessed be. Thank mm-hmm. you.